0: You're listening to another episode of the Zag. Eric Rousseau here. Excited to continue our conversations with NLC alums from across the country, not just LA. I'm talking to Erica Lee today from NLC Tampa, a 2017 fellow. Lots of interesting topics to get to. So let's hit it. All right, Eric. Eric, so you're Florida, Tampa. Where? For people that don't know Florida geography, where is Tampa?
1: Excellent question. Tampa is on the West Coast in the center
0: got it, and how far are you from, say, like Miami?
1: It's about a five hour drive, and Miami's just straight south of us
0: and then with so many n l c chapters in Florida, how often does everyone get together if if they get together at all?
1: I have not met any other n l c oh. Florida folk, so that's actually a good question. I haven't even thought of that. I think. I think some of the alum do, but I haven't run into anyone.
0: Yeah, because we have a lot in California, but most of them are clustered up north. Um, so for us, we're kind of down here hanging out on our own. We had an Orange County chapter for a couple of years, but kind of faded away. We're trying to restart that. But yeah, we're always curious when there's uh, a lot of chapters in a state like, like you guys. And then there's obviously a bunch in Texas and some other places. But yeah, interesting. Well, listen, I'm glad you're on. So many things to ask you about. Tell me about bow ties. I feel like that's a good place to start.
1: Yes, I make bow ties. I have a bow tie business, which was part of my NLC capstone. It was my capstone. And I started making bow ties in... Well, the first one I made was in 2014 when my grandfather passed away. He wore bow ties and he's kind of the inspiration. And then I started casually making them in 2016 for my boyfriend and friends who wear bow ties And then after the election, I thought this can actually be something because all the bow ties that I make, everything I make is made from old clothes because there are so many good fabrics and patterns out there and we go through our closets so quickly. It's absurd. It's offensive how much goes to a landfill. So it's kind of my statement on how much we waste as a society, clothes and
0: otherwise. And then, what's the the art of making a good bow tie?
1: The art of making a good bow tie interfacing uh, to make it more sturdy and stand up, and making it adjustable. And me personally, almost I would say ninety percent of the bow ties I make are reversible. With oh. people love it at markets and online. I get a lot of compliments on them being two for one, and so personally, I think that is also the art of a good bow tie, is duality.
0: I like it. So We're excited to have you on because one of the weird quirks or idiosyncrasies of our chapter over the years has been pocket squares. Uh, we have a lot of suit-wearing fellows, and myself included, and so there's been a lot of of trying to, to one-up everyone with pocket square coolness. So I was excited to see that maybe we should branch out into bow tie coolness. And so do you sell them, uh, at least maybe when you started, was it just kind of like to friends and people would buy them from you and maybe it was on Etsy. Like how was the original, uh, getting them out to people process working?
1: Yeah. Um, before I answer this question, I would also like to say that I am also starting to make pocket squares and pocket square and bow tie sets. So pocket squares on their own and then matching ones.
0: We will buy all of them. So bulk order for NLC Los Angeles would be great.
1: And then selling them originally. Yes. Just word of mouth through friends and then on etsy and i launched my website in on my grandfather's birthday in january of this year so i am now live you can purchase online and i ship anywhere in the world
0: so yes what's the most surprising thing about running a business like that then
1: So I never thought that I would be an entrepreneur. I studied theater and then I went to school and got my master's. I went back to school and got my master's in sustainability and focused on food security and school gardens is what I did my thesis on. So I'm kind of an accidental entrepreneur (laughs) and everything is surprising and challenging because it's not anything. I took one business class. It's not anything I studied. Um, and I think being a woman in business is really fun. And then being a woman who makes, because mostly men wear bow ties. So being a woman in menswear is also really fun. But I have some female customers and a lot of customers in the LGBTQ community whom I love and I'm happy that I'm there to support them.
0: And then, so looking longer term, do you see, or is the hope rather that the business kind of overtakes everything in your life and this is the primary number one? Or what would you see the ultimate goal being?
1: Yeah, I think I would like for this to take over. I have a blog on my website also, and I've been thinking a lot about this. And so my next blog is about fabric composting. And I think part of my mission as a business is that educational component of why everything is repurposed and not just because it's trendy, but because it's better for the environment. Um, Having gotten my master's in sustainability and I focused on food sustainability um, and agricultural sustainability, but cotton is also a plant, right? Like we know that in theory, but the clothes we put on our bodies and the food we eat come from the same system. So that's kind of part of my mission is to help connect those dots So I would like this, I would like the business to take over fully and branch out into more research and newsletter and not just bow ties, but putting information out as well.
0: And then on the sustainability front, so I'm sure people ask you this a lot, but like, what are some of the easier steps that people can take to be better sustainers? And then what is kind of like the intermediate steps that people really wanted to commit to that lifestyle in a more significant and and consistent way
1: eat your leftovers food <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> waste is ridiculous it happens i worked in restaurants for a long time which which is what where i got my interest in the in the f- subject but food food waste is food doesn't break down in a landfill and i think that's kind of a, a misconception Like I can throw this banana peel away because it's biodegradable and yes, but it needs air to break down. And so honestly, just eating your leftovers is one of the easiest steps that people can do to go in a more sustainable lifestyle as well as reducing your plastic use. So if you are able to bring your own grocery bags to the store or to Marshall's or to the mall, wherever you're going shopping, um, and just always use reusable bags versus plastic.
0: And uh, I feel like especially on the reusable bag piece, this for many, many years was a a huge debate in, in California. And eventually it won out that banning plastic bags was the way to go. And obviously good things happened after that. But I feel like a lot of States, there's still this debate going on. Why is that such a, a, a challenging set of facts for people to accept?
1: I don't know. I wish I knew. And I was so happy when California passed that. Our sister city, Tampa, St. Petersburg, St. Petersburg, they banned plastic bags. And they're, on, they're in Tampa Bay. They're on the water. So we're just 30 minutes from the actual coastline. Um, but they banned plastic bags, which is smart if you're a coastal city. And we're a coastal state as well, just like California. Um, I don't know why. I think convenience – It's easy, but I went to Hong Kong and there was, I forget how much, like 25 cent tax Mm. to get a plastic bag. And if we implemented something like that, I think we would see a dramatic decrease of people just always opting for that plastic option.
0: Yeah. Well, I'm glad you brought up Florida. Uh, When we come back, I want to ask you some questions about Florida because that's a very puzzling state to us here in California. Stay tuned. You're listening to The Zag. We'll be right back. All right. So what should people be hopeful about for Florida in the 2018 midterms or politically beyond that? Is there encouraging signs that you're seeing or is it going to be more of the same from years past?
1: I am very hopeful. Um, actually, I was just listening to to the news before, before this and they're talking about gun laws here. Mm-hmm. And obviously, um, just last month with the school shooting we had in South Florida, our um, governor, who is very Republican, <laughs> who's terrible, but that's neither here nor there. He was for increasing gun laws and restrictions on increasing the age from 18 to 21 and was just talking very pro-gun laws. And I think that's a lot of pressure from the students who have been speaking out. We had some rallies here in Tampa as well. And in across other cities, which is, is very inspiring to see the younger generation of activists who can't even vote yet. But I think, I think there's a lot to be hopeful for.
0: And then is Florida, like, how does it split uh, in terms of where the progressives are and where the conservatives are? Is it similar to here where you have urban centers, you're going to have progressives and then the more rural parts, or does it kind of like a, mix up and down the northern southern part of the state how does that all play out
1: it's a little bit of both so in miami it's very progressive and then the further north you go it does get a little more conservative but also where you have those hubs those urban hubs tampa orlando jacksonville it is also more progressive in those city centers and then more conservative in the suburbs around
0: and then where would you say people in the state are with global warming realities? As you mentioned, you guys are on the coast surrounded by water. We're on a big, yeah. we're a coast too, surrounded by a lot of water as well. There's a big story in the New York times that came out this week about San Francisco, but, uh, 2100 will be well underwater in some key spots. Where, where do you feel like the conversations are right now? What kind of things are people doing?
1: I think the conversations in Florida about global warming, especially sea level rise, are split down the middle because, um, unfortunately, our governor is very Republican and even banned the term climate change, which I baffles me. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, Miami will be underwater. Tampa will probably be underwater. St. Petersburg certainly will. Yes. I see a lot of friends and just in other people – a lot of news stories of people taking their own steps, a lot of businesses implementing green values and procedures. So I, it, it's definitely out there, but it's more grassroots effort of people trying to quell climate change and sea level rise for our sake, for our state's sake. But it's not so much top-down, unfortunately.
0: And then in your group of fellows that you were with last year in Tampa, like what were the backgrounds of most of the folks? Do a lot of them trend into environmental issues? Were there entrepreneurs, political folks? I'm always curious how those splits of the 20 or so folks play out.
1: Yeah, our class was great. We had about five lawyers, which was a lot. (laughs) And some business folks as well. A few entrepreneurs. Um, There were two artists, myself and someone else. And then some political consulting, um, community centers, people working with um, youth at an urban center. Someone was on the school board, the county school board here. So very, very diverse.
0: And then when you pitch NLC to people in your networks or people who ask you about it who might want to be fellows in the future, what do you find yourself gravitating towards? Is it the... The capstone entrepreneurial support you got or is it the connection with people? What what tends to be top of mind for you?
1: Definitely the connection with people and the amount of support that I got. So this was an idea that I've had for a while to to start a business and to sell bow ties of all things. And the amount of support that I got from my NLC class to do it and the encouragement was it gave me the confidence to, to do this and to try this and I may fail, but I'll never know if I don't try. So really the fellowship was just incredible.
0: Yeah. Well, listen, give me one last plug so we can all stock up on bow ties and then buy in bulk. Like I said, all all the pocket squares you'll sell and we'll take them West coast and make them Make them into the Hollywood scene here. What's the best way to find you uh, and your company on the internets?
1: I'm on the internet at sewnapart.com, S-E-W-N-A-P-A-R-T. And you can find me on Instagram, my favorite social media. Okay.
0: (laughs) Sounds good. We'll make sure to check it out. Listen, thanks for coming on the Zag. We appreciate it. Hold it down there in Florida for us and try to make it a little more blue. And thanks for everyone who's listened to all the Zag, e- zag episodes, especially the bunch this week. We've dropped uh, four or five and got even more coming next week. You can always find them in the iTunes store, the Google Play store, SoundCloud, all the spots. Thanks for listening. Enjoy your weekend and we will talk to you very, very soon.